Good morning, Renewed Church, and welcome to our Sunday service. Uh, it is so weird to not be able to be face-to-face -to -face together, and we hope in these wild times that everyone is safe and healthy. And uh, while we're in this moment in human history when we're not able to meet face-to-face, -face, uh, as a church family, we're going to work on new and interesting ways to serve and worship the Lord together and uh, to stay connected to one another, so stay tuned for more updates there. But um, for this Sunday morning, we have a couple of things planned. Um, in a moment, I'm going to open up the Bible and we're going to look at Jesus through his word, uh, just like we would together face to face. But before I do, I wanted to take a moment to invite all of the young ones who are here gathered in living rooms and in houses across our community to come forward, come closer to the screen. And we're going to do a little Jesus storybook Bible moment, uh, looking at the very same passage here in this Bible that we are going to uh, dive into as a church family more deeply in a moment. But for a moment, if you want to come close, I'm going to show you the pictures from this book and we're going to read together about Jesus, the Good Shepherd. You ready to read with me? If uh, you have the Jesus Storybook Bible at home and would like to follow along, you can find this on page 130. And uh, I'll begin reading where it says, David, David was a good shepherd, but when God looked at him, he saw a king. Sure enough, when David grew up, that's just what he became. And David was a great king. He had a heart like God's heart, a heart full of love. Now, that didn't mean he was perfect because David did some pretty terrible things. He even murdered a man. No, David made a big mess of his life, but God can make even the biggest messes and make it work in his plan. See, I need a new heart, Lord, David prayed, because mine is full of sin. Make me clean inside. Did you know God heard David's prayer? He forgave David, and he made David a promise. It's a beautiful promise. He said this, I will make you great, David. And one day, a king will be born into your family, and he will heal the whole world. Did you know that David was also a songwriter? In fact, his songs were so good, they might have even made the top 40 charts if those had been invented then. David's songs, they're like prayers. They're also called psalms, and one is called the Song of the Shepherd. It's probably number one on the psalm charts, and it goes like this. And look at David. Here he is, the king shepherd with his instruments, and he's singing to the Lord. And here's how his song goes. His song says, God is my shepherd and I am his little lamb. He feeds me, he guides me, he looks after me and I have everything that I need. Inside my heart is very quiet. It's as quiet as lying still in the soft grass in a meadow by a little stream. Even when I walk through dark, scary, lonely places, I don't want to be afraid because my shepherd, he knows where I am. He's here with me, he keeps me safe, he rescues me. He makes me strong and brave. And look at the little sheep. They're hanging out in the grass. The song continues. God is getting wonderful things ready for me, especially for me. Everything I dreamed of. He fills my heart so full of happiness. I can't hold it all inside. Wherever I go, I know God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love will go too. 
You see, God, David, God gave David that song to sing to his people so that they could know that he loved them and that he would always look after them like a shepherd loves his sheep. And one day, God was going to do something that would inspire thousands upon thousands of new songs. God was going to show his people once and for all just how much he loved them. Another shepherd was coming, you see, a great shepherd. He would be called the Good Shepherd. And this shepherd was going to lead all of God's lambs back to the place where they had always belonged, close to God's heart. You can see David the shepherd holding that beautiful lamb just like God holds us. Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, thank you for being our good shepherd. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you uh, take care of us, that you're with us, and uh, that we have a very special place in your heart. Would you bless us as we walk with you in this life and as we uh, today and this week uh, learn more about who we are and who you are in this world. We love you. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for being our good shepherd. And we pray this in Jesus's name. Amen. Thanks, guys. Well, church family, if you would take your Bibles, your devices, and turn with me to Psalm 23 this morning, uh, we're going to open up this psalm and look at this very beautiful, beautiful portrait of God, uh, which is a fitting psalm for us in these uncertain times. Um, psalm 23, I'm going to begin reading in verse 1 from the New Living Translation, this very familiar, very beautiful uh, psalm where it reads, a psalm of David, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest. It's a beautiful word. In green meadows, he leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. And even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff, they protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Let me read that again. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Here in this passage, David, the shepherd warrior king, is painting this very intentional, very beautiful picture of who God is and of who we are and of what it means to be in a real relationship with the true and the living God. He paints a picture of God as this shepherd and us as sheep and that God is taking care of us and loves us and protects us just like a shepherd loves his sheep. One of the things you'll notice is if, if you read through the Psalms, there's a lot of places and in most places where the Psalms are just shouting to the world the truths of who God is. Uh, but in lots of places, we find the psalmist speaking to their own souls. And I think for this morning, in this moment that we're in, I think it's a beautiful exercise for us to think about taking this Psalm, Psalm 23, and speaking to our own souls, uh, reminding ourselves of the truths that are found inside of this portrait of our God, of this beautiful picture of God as our good shepherd. It's so important, so uh, helpful. It's, it's good for our bones for us to remind ourselves of who our God is in moments like these. And so this morning, I want to look at five different things, five things that we can remind our souls through this psalm. 
So let's begin in verse one. The very first thing we can remind ourselves, remind our souls is that the Lord is our shepherd. That's what it says right there in verse one. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now let's remember, David was himself a shepherd. He grew up in a family where he was one of many brothers and they were, uh, they were shepherds. And he, he spent a lot of time around sheep and he knew, uh, that he knew what we know. And that is that sheep aren't particularly known for their intelligence or for being strong, fierce animals. They're kind of known for being silly and they're kind of known for being easy prey. And uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, recently, the Disney Pixar, or excuse me, the Disney film uh, Zootopia. I don't know if you guys have seen it. If you haven't, um, you're going to want to plug your ears because there's a total spoiler moment coming. But uh, the writers of uh, the Disney film Zootopia, they paint this interesting, uh, beautiful picture of a, a world filled with animals. And Zootopia is like the the urban mecca of all animals living together and, and uh, in harmony, predators and prey. Um, but when the writers of this film wanted to uh, craft a plot line that had the most surprising of villains, the character who you would never imagine is the bad guy, do you know which animal they picked? The, the, the animal that was going to be the terrible, evil, dark villain wasn't a tiger or a bear or a wolf. To surprise us all, you know what they picked? They picked a sheep. A sheep. Why? Because it would be the most unlikely of characters. Nobody has nightmares about being attacked by sheep. Sheep are not vicious. Sheep are not known for being incredibly smart. And uh, here in this psalm, uh, David is intentionally picturing us as sheep. And I think it's a, it's a fitting picture, right? At moments in life, sometimes we feel really smart. At times we feel really strong. But in moments like these, we start to recognize just how... Uh, how, how, how much we lack in wisdom and how, how much we lack in the ability to control our circumstances. In moments like these, we feel vulnerable. We feel um, inadequate in so, many, in so many ways. But here in this Psalm, David is reminding us that though we are like sheep, we have a great shepherd. We're not wise enough, but we have someone who is. We're not strong enough, but we have someone who is. And it's not just that we have a shepherd. What David celebrates here and what we need to remind ourselves is the Lord is our shepherd. The Lord, the God, the one whose wisdom and love is behind the known universe, whose creativity and power and love spun the stars and the universe into existence and created us and made us and loves us and has for thousands of years proving himself faithful to us. Um, I want to read to you one of my uh, favorite pictures of God in the Old Testament. It comes out of Deuteronomy 33, verse 27, where it reminds us the eternal God is our refuge and his everlasting arms are underneath us. You see, we have such limited strength, such limited wisdom, but his strength and his wisdom, it's everlasting. And that we feel so vulnerable, that we feel so... Um, uh, susceptible to these uncertain times, though the, the times are uncertain, our God is a sure thing and he's underneath us and he's with us. He is our shepherd. We are just sheep, but we have a shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd and we can remind ourselves of that. Second, in verse one, as it continues, we can remind ourselves that everything that we need, his hand will provide. All I have need of, his hand will provide. Read with me again in verse one, where it reads, I have all 
that I need. David is again celebrating this beautiful picture of God as a shepherd. And he's saying, look, I'm just a sheep, but with God as my shepherd, I don't have to worry. I'm going to have everything that I need. He will take care of me. And in times like these, we start to think about our needs. We get concerned about what's going to happen, about what are the things that we're going to need. And this, this psalm, our God, these scriptures, uh, they remind us that though these are such uh, meaningful things, that they're, they're um, such meaningful things that are, are rattling in our brains and our souls and our spirits, we can rest assured that God will provide for our needs. Let's think about the words of our Savior in one of his most famous moments uh, in his uh, time uh, speaking to the world in his earthly ministry. Uh, one of his most uh, famous moments was his Sermon on the Mount. And in that, uh, the sermon that he spoke, uh, speaking to the masses that were gathered that day, uh, he one of his main themes was that we can trust that God will provide for us. It was one of the promises that he wanted to proclaim over the people that were there with him that day. I'm gonna to read to you straight from Jesus's words out of Matthew 6, where he says this, Jesus's words. He says, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly father feeds them. And he poses an interesting question. He says, aren't you far more valuable to him than they are. He goes on and says, look at the lilies of the field. Look at how they grow. They don't work. They don't make their clothing. And yet Solomon in all of his glory wasn't dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God so uh, cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers, let me reread that. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Again, Jesus's words, Look at the birds. God feeds them and he cares so much more for us than those birds. Look at the flowers. They are beautiful and God takes care of them. In Jesus' words, he will certainly take care of you. Some of you are familiar with the band Switchfoot. Their front man, John Foreman, has done a, a, a bunch of excellent work in his own solo uh, recordings. One of my favorite songs from John Foreman is a song called Your Love is Strong, where he spins into lyrics, uh, the, the themes of this passage from the Sermon on the Mount and really, really drives home this idea that though we are not strong, our, our God is. And because of his love, we can trust that he will provide. Let me read to you some of the lyrics from this song, Your Love is Strong. Heavenly Father, you always amaze me. Let your kingdom come in my world and in my life. Give me the food I need to live through today and forgive me as I forgive the people that wrong me. Lead me far from temptation and deliver me from the evil one. Here we get to the theme. He says, I look out the window, the birds are composing. Not a note is out of tune or out of place. I walk through the meadow and I stare at the flowers, better dressed than any girl on her wedding day. And here's the line. So why should I worry? Why do I freak out? God knows what I need. You know what I need. There's two things you told me, that you are strong and you love me. And your love is strong. So our God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, thy, thy name above all names. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us weary sinners. Keep us far from, device, from our vices and deliver us from these prisons. What a beautiful picture of our God. He loves us. He knows what we need. 
We don't have to worry. We don't have to freak out. He knows our needs and he will take care of us. Look at the, the passage as it continues in verse two. What a perfect picture of the rest that Jesus wants us to experience. It says here, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams and he renews my strength. I mean, picture a frantic animal, a, a sheep that just, it's stressed, it's worried, it doesn't know where to find food, it's, it's concerned, it's vulnerable, it's just, it's feeling all the weight of just how small it is in the world. But then it sees its shepherd and it remembers that it doesn't have to provide for itself. It doesn't have to be smart enough or strong enough. He's just a sheep, but he has a shepherd. And so he lays down and just unwinds and just unravels in the most beautiful and peaceful of ways. That's the picture of what God wants us to experience in resting in Jesus and trusting his hand. All we have need of, his hand will provide. He will always be faithful to us. Third, we can remind ourselves that um, in these uncertain times, God will direct our steps. Look at verse three as the psalm continues. He said, he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Um, probably one of the biggest deals in life is figuring out the right answer, is, is, is figuring out the right way to go of what to do next, of what's the right path. Um, and that can be one of the most uh, challenging and the most weighty things that we experience in life is just trying to figure out what's the right answer. And in times like these, in these uncertain times, um, for any of us who, uh, for our own lives or for our families, are starting to really wrestle with this thing, you can start to really feel the, the weight of uncertainty. And what's so beautiful, what's so peace-filling is the promise here in the scripture that uh, God will guide us. God will direct our steps. One of my uh, cornerstone promises from the scriptures that has been a, a bedrock for my life is out of Proverbs 3, where uh, Solomon writes, he says uh, that if we will trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but acknowledge God in all of our ways, that God will direct our steps, that he will direct our steps uh, let's think about the words of, the, of Solomon for just a moment. Trust in the Lord with all of our heart, which is its own challenge. I mean, in moments like these, it is very easy to look at the uh, social media feed and to see what's coming out of the news. And it just, it can stir our hearts to get really concerned. Um, but in, in, in the scriptures, we're encouraged, we're challenged, we're directed that we need to take those real concerns and take them to the Lord and say, God, help me to trust you. And if we will, if we will lay those things at his feet and say, God, these are so much bigger than I am, but God, you are so much bigger than they are. If we will trust him and not lean on the meat between our ears, don't lean on our own understanding. We're not smart enough for this stuff. If we will trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding, if we will acknowledge God in all of our ways, meaning uh, acknowledge that he's God, acknowledge that he's the Lord of our lives, trust that whatever he's up to, um, that we can trust his love, that we can trust his wisdom, that we can trust his, his faithfulness, that it promises us, the scriptures promise us, the Lord promises us that he will direct our steps. Uh, notice the last thought in verse three. The, the psalmist says that God will guide us and he tells us why. It says that it, one of the reasons why is that he intends to bring honor to his name. You see, God has put his name on our lives. We are his people. And 
he intends to protect his reputation. He, he, he knows that he's a shepherd, we're his sheep, and what his sheep experience is a direct reflection on him. And our God cares for us, and he is fully intent on making sure that we have the wisdom and the guidance that we need because he's attached his name and his reputation to our lives. So uh, family, please, in these uncertain times, seek the Lord, ask him for the help to trust him and know that if you do, if you will trust him, he will direct your steps. In verse four, there's a really interesting shift in the psalm. Up until this part, David has talked about the Lord saying the Lord is his shepherd and describing him in these very interesting ways. But in verse four, there's a pivot from David talking about the Lord to David talking to the Lord. He's First, he's talking to us. He's saying, God is great. God is great. And then in verse four, he lifts up his head to the heavens and he starts speaking directly to the Lord. And I hope and pray this morning that you're feeling a little bit of that, that there's enough of the, the beauty of who God is, that you're no longer here, that you're thinking about God's throne room and in his presence are experiencing the peace and the joy and uh, the, the, the strength, the, the stability that comes from really truly engaging with his presence. In verse four, David celebrates and says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. You are close beside me. The fourth thing that we can remind our souls is that our shepherd is with us. Our shepherd is with us. Even when we can't see him, even when we don't feel that he's there, we can remind ourselves, my shepherd is with me. You see, from cover to cover, the scriptures loudly proclaim that our God is a God who is with us. He's not some distant deity or some impersonal force who has no ability to appreciate or to understand what it is that we're going through. The scriptures wash over us over and over and over again that he knows that he knows that he's with us, that he's with us. In Jesus's own words, as he was uh, leaving from his uh, leaving from earth, returning to heaven, he was leaving his parting words with the disciples. He said, "And know that I am with you always." Um, in Hebrews, we're reminded that God will never fail us. God will never abandon us. Let me read to you from Isaiah 43 these beautiful prophetic words from the Lord. He says, "Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you." I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord your God. Friends, listen, even when we can't feel him, even when we, we can't feel that he is there, we can trust that he is with us. Our shepherd is right here with us, friends. There's a beautiful song from 10th Avenue North. It's been around for a while. The song is called Times, but right at the end of the song, there's this beautiful progression as if the Lord were speaking to us where the song reads, in times of confusion, in times of chaos and pain, I'm there in your sorrow under the weight of your shame. I'm there through your heartache. I'm there in the storm. My love, I will keep you by my power alone. I don't care where you've fallen or where you have been. I'll never forsake you. My love never ends. We can trust that our shepherd is with us, friends. And the final thought, one of my favorite thoughts from this psalm is uh, this beautiful, beautiful reminder that our shepherd took the true sting of death so that our greatest enemy death, when we face death, all we get is the shadow. 
Uh, this comes, of course, from the older version, the older translations of verse 4, where it reads, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. It's this very interesting picture of a dark, dark place where death feels so real, it feels so close that its shadow is creeping over you. And the psalmist is saying is even when death feels so close, even when my darkest, most terrifying enemy is that close, I will not fear because you are with me. There is a uh, very powerful story out of the life of a, of a pastor by the name of Donald Barnhouse, who was a pastor in Philadelphia. And uh, he and his family experienced one of life's deepest tragedies when um, his wife, uh, passed away, leaving Donald and his four kids uh, behind. And uh, I mean, one of life's greatest tragedies to, to lose a wife, but for children to lose their mother at, at a young age. And um, the, the story of this man is that while he was driving his kids to their mother's funeral, to his wife's funeral, um, he was searching for... for some way to comfort his kids. And uh, while they were driving to the funeral, uh, as they pulled up uh, at an intersection, there was a, a, a truck that pulled up and the shadow of that truck uh, reached over the, the vehicle. And Donald, in a moment of trying to encourage and reassure his kids, he said this. He said, kids, would you rather be hit by the truck or by the shadow? One of them responded, oh, daddy, that's a silly question. A shadow can't hurt you. I'd rather be hit by the shadow than by the truck. And then he said, Jesus was hit by the truck of death and of judgment so that all we get is a shadow. And that's the truth of who Jesus is, of who our shepherd is. You see, beyond this moment, which is very real and very difficult, there is a far more substantial enemy, a far more substantial uh, threat to us. And that is the uh, threat of being eternally separated from the God who made us and who loves us. You see, every single one of us were made by a God who loves us dearly, but who we've sinned against. And our sin, our uh, rebellion against him, us uh, rejecting his authority and, and spurning his love has created a separation that if not, re if not uh, repaired, will go on for eternity and we will be separated from him uh, when we die. But Jesus was sent by God to experience that punishment, to be run through with the just punishment that we deserve for our sins. He experienced the true sting of death so that for those who place their trust in him, we don't experience the sting of death. All we experience is the shadow. And that's one of the, above all things, beyond his ability to provide for us, or beyond his ability to give us wisdom, to know that he took that for us gives us the, the, the anchor gives us the foundation to say, though I don't understand all that's happening, though I don't understand all that, that, uh, that I see, I know that he loves me. I know that he did that for me. And that love is worthy of my trust. Friends, there is, is true peace. There is true rest found in uh, truly trusting the love and the wisdom and the power of our good shepherd. Um, this is probably most powerfully painted into the very famous hymn by Horatio Spafford, uh, It Is Well With My Soul, where it reads, Though Satan should buffet and though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless, helpless estate and has shed his own blood 
for my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole. It was nailed to that cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. Uh, friends, this is a very important season for us to be very close to remembering that Jesus Christ, our Savior, came to live, to die, and to conquer death for us. And a love that faithful, a love that strong, is a love worth trusting in these uncertain times. Let me just read the remainder of the psalm as we come to a close. It says here, you prepare a feast for me, in verse 5, in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil, my cup. It overflows with blessings. I love the closing line of this psalm where it says, Surely your goodness, surely, I'm, I'm totally confident. In light of all that you are, in light of all that you've done, I'm convinced, surely your goodness and your unfailing love, they will pursue me. I might run, but you're gonna chase me. I may not have it all figured out, but you will always be behind me chasing me. And he says, you'll pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. In times of these difficult and uncertain circumstances that we're facing friends uh it's very real and uh a lot of it doesn't make sense a lot of it's very difficult to process but uh what we do know about who the lord is and about what it, what he has promised is the foundation upon which we can place our uncertainties and even in these moments we can find rest in our good shepherd so let's remind ourselves of these things, that our Lord, our Lord, the Lord of infinite wisdom is our shepherd, that all that we need of his hand will provide, that he will direct our steps, that he is with us, and finally, that he is the shepherd that took the sting of death so that all we experience is the shadow. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being our shepherd. Thank you for being the one who is wise enough and strong enough, because we're not. This... Uh, this life, this world, this moment that we're in, it, uh, it only sheds a, a stronger light. It brings into sharper focus the, the truth of what's always been true. That is, we're not wise enough and we're not strong enough. We're just sheep. How about we're sheep that have a shepherd? And that's a beautiful, beautiful thought. Lord, would you teach us what it is to rest in you? Would you, as the, the psalm proclaims, would you restore our souls? Would you renew our strength? Would you... Uh, bring rest to our weary souls. And Lord, would you make us uh, a resource as we're getting to spend a lot more time uh, with our family. <laughs> Lord, make us a resource. Um, as we are uh, in this moment where the, the, there are so many who are vulnerable now, Lord, would you uh, use us to be a resource and a blessing, uh, both in our church community and our wider community, Lord. Uh, we pray together that you would uh, look on the, the state of our world and that you would bring a miraculous uh, healing and wisdom uh, to play into this very dark and very difficult uh, time. And Lord, uh, most of all, would you keep us close to you and in that closeness, uh, help us to rest and help us to find peace in you. We love you and we pray this in Jesus's name. Amen.